everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K. from The Mark K. Show. You hear me every day at 11 a.m. on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to The Mark K. Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes or Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. A new breed of talk. talk, talk, talk you can't talk, stop Donald Trump by yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville, good morning, and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, I was just wondering, when's the uh, Mark K Show going to be uh, live again? Because it hasn't been for the last couple of weeks, it seems like. I know, it seems like forever. It seems like it's been weeks, weeks since we've been live. But really, it's only been a couple of days. And uh, thank you for all the angry text messages and tweets that I got uh, because I took a couple days <laughs> a couple days off to visit my in-laws for Easter. Trust me, I would have much rather been here. Uh, this is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K, and I appreciate you being here and joining us today. And if you ever want to get through, the number is 340-1045, 340-1045. You can also drop us an open mic message, like uh, like I said, like all the people who were uh, who were so upset. What is going on with the Mark K show? Been listening to it and it's been repeats for like four days now. And then I realized that's why everyone's so angry. They're like, we heard this crap already. Why do we have to listen to it again? It was bad enough the first time. Uh, so this, uh, you'll be happy to know if you were upset by the reruns that we do have all new crap for you to listen to today. So that's really, that's really, really exciting. Uh, and I wasn't, it was exciting to be in the nation's capital over a holiday because number one, there's no Congress people there. <laughs> and as if there's no Congress people there, there's no media there. So it was really fantastic to walk around and enjoy the time. But, you know, we, we took the kids downtown to DC. Uh, you know, my, my in-laws live in Maryland and every time we go for Easter or any holiday, we always take a day to get down to the district and, and, you know, discover some of this country's greatness, whether it's one of the fantastic monuments or whether it's, you know, one of the museums or just walk along the mall or just, you know, eat something, uh, DC-ish. And we we took them this time to the National Archives because my son's favorite movie in the entire world is National Treasure. And he wanted to see the Declaration of Independence and go to where the movie was shot and, you know, uh, probably try to steal it. See if there's a map on the back, which I'm I was told there's not because I asked. Uh, but, you know, so we we went down there. We got on the metro. We went down to the National Archives. We weren't the only ones. It's a very popular exhibit. I, you know, for the for the amount of people that have no idea what the Constitution actually says, so many people line up every single day to go take a look at it. And and this, you know, the, when we were there, it was it, would, it took us 25, 30 minutes to, of waiting in line to go check out the uh, the three the big three documents, as they call them, the Declaration, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which are all housed there in the rotunda of the National Archives. And it's really an amazing sight. You know, if, if you've never been, if you have the opportunity to go, if you love this country, if you love America, if you're not quite sure what the Constitution actually says, it's an awesome place to learn all of that. But as I walked around. The National Archives, because it's so much more than just, I mean, those are three documents out of millions that are held there, or at least hundreds of hundreds of thousands. And as I walked around the National Archives, I realized that this nation, the United States of America, 
you know, the greatest nation ever made. We are. We are a nation of hoarders. We are a nation of hoarders. We throw nothing away. Absolutely nothing. I mean, we have a gigantic building in our nation's capital right there on the mall. You know, prime real estate. I'm talking, this is, this is prime real estate. It's a great section of DC. And we filled it with old papers from like a century ago. You know, that we're basically hoarders. We are hoarding every piece of documentation that has ever come through the federal government. And for those of you that were around before computers, you know that that's a lot of information. It, the, the United States is no different than that crazy ant we all have. Uh, who, if you go in her garage, it's like floor-to-ceiling old yellowed newspapers. And when she finally dies, you go in there, you start throwing them all away, you start clearing them out, and you find like a 1972 Mercedes-Benz convertible buried underneath. That's the government. That is the National Archives. They've got vaults uh, full of army rolls from 1912. Army rolls are lists of people who served in the army. At any particular army base or any particular barrack or whatever. I mean, they, I was, I was walking around and they're like, there's land records, there's documents, there's patent applications, not just for patents that were granted, but for patents that weren't. So all these people apply for patents, they don't get granted, and we keep the paperwork for decades. I mean, it is crazy. They have records of immigrants who applied for federal work permits back in 1937. They have stacks upon stacks of birth certificates for people who have now been dead longer than they were ever alive. And they're right there in the National Archives. Now, of course, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the big, the Bill of Rights, the big three, the big three, they're great. And they're so important. And and they're in this really amazing rotunda, as I said before, and they're locked in these, you know, hermetically sealed cabinets and the guards, the guards are there. And each guard, by the way, has a gun. So if somebody even tries to steal it or, do you know, go all Nick Cage on them, they can just shoot first and ask questions later. And that's the other really interesting thing I noticed while I was walking around the National Archives. Not only A, are we a country of hoarders, but B, we're kind of a country of hypocrites because the guards at the National Archives, every single one of them, and there's a lot of them, there's a lot of them, but the guards at the National Archives, they all carry guns. Every single one of them. And I was looking, and they kind of look back at me weird because I'm like, you know, I'm looking to see if they all have guns, and they do. The ones at the front entrance who check your bags, the bag checkers, the equivalent of like the TSA at the National Archives, they carry guns. And the ones who tell you not to put your hands on the glass, which I was told several times, they carry guns. And the guy standing right next to the Bill of Rights and the guy standing right next to the Constitution and the guy standing right next to the Declaration of Independence, they all have guns. Think about this. Think about the irony here. The Second Amendment of the United States is literally, literally protected by an armed guard. The, the document that gives us all the right to bear arms is protected by a bunch of dudes bearing arms. Yet, as I keep getting re reminded by, you know, that David Hogg kid who's always on TV, when your kids go to school, they aren't. When you go to work, odds are you're not. Movie theaters, coffee shops, restaurants, clothing stores, uh, concerts. You know, wherever you go, Las Vegas, wherever you go, there's millions of people walking around every single day, not protected by guns. 
And yet here we have in Washington, D.C., a 229-year-old piece of paper sitting in a room right next to a guy who will shoot you in the face if you try to touch it. I mean, also, that's a hoarder. (laughs) By the way, get your hands off my old paper. Get your hands off my old paper. Don't you touch my old papers. I mean, but it's true. We love our old stuff so much that we protect it better than we do our own children. You know, you know, think about it. Think about if we flip flopped it. What if we put our Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence in a school? Think about that for a minute. What if we switched out our school kids and the uh, and the Constitution of the United States in order to get into a school? You have to go through a metal detector. You have to have your bag. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you want to get into a, if you want to get into a school, it'd be like getting into the archives. A metal detector. Your bag gets scanned in every room at every entrance. There is an armed guard and there's security cameras and there's facial ID scanners. And the whole building is made of three foot sli- uh, thick slabs of granite. And there's metal bollards surrounding the entire area. So cars can't even run into it. How many kids would get sniped in their own school if that was how you got in school? None of them. How many mentally deranged orphans who the FBI chose to ignore would Uber over to a school with an AR-15 and open fire on their classmates if it was as tough to get into school as it is to get into the National Archives? Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Niente. You know, jilted teenage lovers wouldn't be able to grab their daddy's gun and walk down the hall and shoot the girl who said, no, I don't want to go out with you. That would not happen. Now, Think about the other side. What if you put the Constitution of the United States in a typical American classroom with no guards, with no guns, with no cameras, where pretty much anybody can get in at any time? No ID needed, no facial recognition technology. No, sir, you need to take off your jacket. You can just walk right in. How long do you think the Constitution of the United States of America would last? How quickly? Would this thing be torn, shredded, shot, stepped on, spit on, thrown up on, defiled with some kind of, I don't know, profanity or rap lyric or used as a prop for some moronic YouTube stunt by some moronic YouTuber? This thing would be toast. A document that has has lasted for 250 years under the keen eye of the U.S. government wouldn't last 24 hours in our school system. It's a wonder any of our own kids do. 340-1045 is number. 340-1045. What do you think? We protect the Second Amendment with a gun, but we don't use the Second Amendment to protect our kids in schools? 340-1045. This is the Marque Show. I've got more. I learned a lot more when I was in D.C. this weekend, too. We'll get to that in a minute. Stay tuned. Your phone call's next on News 1045 WOKV. We live here. This is our town. We are Jacksonville. Let your voice be heard. Hey, Mark. Love your show, buddy. Tell Mark what you think by using the open mic in the WOKV app. Thanks for listening to me, Mark. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Worried about Mark K today and yesterday. Repeat. Repeat. Where are you, Mark K? I am. I'm right here. I'm back. And I'm badder than ever. I was I was pretty bad. I mean, I don't know if that's possible, but ah, whatever. Hey, I hope you had a great Easter holiday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I uh, uh, you know, it won't be taking off anytime soon again uh, because, well, you know, the PTO is limited. 
around here, as I'm sure it is where you are. But we it's so much to talk about. I mean, so much for an Easter weekend, a lot happened and a lot is happening. And uh, we're going to get to that. But first, first, we got a couple couple phone calls, uh, you know, on something just, just quizzical that I noticed while taking my kids to the National Archives. You walk up to the Constitution of the United States of America. You walk up to the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights that outlines all of our freedoms and all of our rights, like the right to bear arms, like the right to freedom of speech and freedom of religion. You walk right up to those things. There's a dude with a gun ready to, to shoot you if you uh, if you do anything, uh, you know, do anything bad. And these are just really at the bare. I mean, and I'm not just saying that the Constitution of the United States is just a piece of paper. But when you get down to it, it's just a piece of paper. And you walk into a school or a college anywhere else. Not only are there no armed guards, but there are people that are trying to get rid of the armed guards that are that may or may not be there. Three four zero ninety five ninety five. This is Luke in Jacksonville. Luke, uh, thanks for calling what's the Marque Show. Oh, my Canadian friend. What's up, what's up, dude? Don't tell everybody. Look it. <laughs> yeah. So riddle me this, Batman. Uh-huh. What do we protect our bank money with? Guns. What do we protect all of our precious documents in the National Archive with? Guns. What do Democrats say is the most precious resource we have as Americans? Uh, money. No, wait. What? Yeah. Kids, right, you're right, they're the future. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well, let them lead the way. Then why don't we protect what we're calling the most precious resource we have with the same thing we protect paper and money with? Yeah. I, you know what, that's a great question. Although I'm a little shocked now that you bring it up. I'm a little shocked that you would even that you would even think the Democrats would want to protect the Constitution with so much security. You'd think that the Democrats would be like, hey, we don't need all those guns protected. I mean, they don't even like the Constitution anyway. Constitution to them is something that needs to be rewritten and shredded and start. You know, we should if they if we lost it or if somebody actually did steal the Constitution of the United States of America. Don't think the Democrats would be. You know what they would be like? Well, let's just start over. Let's just rewrite it. And we have we have some new amendments we'd like to, you know, the uh, what the Bill of Rights was stolen. Oh, that's OK. We'll make a new one. And while we're at it, let's change all of them like that Second Amendment. Let's get rid of that one. Dave in Pontevedra. What's up? How are you? Shall not be infringed, my friend. That's the only four words in the Constitution, even with 27 amendments that are there. And they're there for a reason. On the Second Amendment, they shall not be infringed. But here's my point. Yeah. This is a play, uh, this is a case of classic brainwashing. We'll call it psychopolitics, which is the Russians have done it. And I'm not trying to be funny. Just Google psychopolitics and you'll see their textbook. But here's how they brainwashed our kids. Every day, these kids go in and pledge their allegiance to the republic for which it stands. And if you ask the next nine out of ten kids and even adults, they will call us a democracy. Yeah. And right there, we don't even know what kind of a government we are. That's apples and pineapples. You know, they're two totally different cans of worms, and we need to protect the republic for which it stands, and we use that with the Second Amendment, which shall not be infringed. Well, the reason that a lot of people say it's a democracy is because they don't like to think they have a Republican form of government, because to most people, Republican is a wordy dirt. Uh, but that's a great point. Thanks so much, thanks so much for the call. 340 340-9595. Oh, what is it? Three, uh, three, four, oh, one, oh, four, five is the number. Three, four, oh, 
1045 is the number, or you can leave me a uh, an open mic message, too. Coming up here in just a minute, look, there's there's more going on in D.C. that you need to know about. And even though Donald Trump was away for some of Easter, he came back. I didn't get a chance to see him. I tried to get tickets to the Easter egg roll, and uh, I think they found out when I was news media, they, they den- I got denied. I got the big, you know, I got the big red stamp. Uh, but he was in town. He was on Twitter, more importantly, and he was getting a lot of stuff done, supposedly. We'll tell you what the big initiatives going into the week are. This is the Marque Show. 340-1045 is the number. We'll be right back. yelling and screaming. His voice is your voice. Cindy from Jacksonville. Good morning and thanks for calling the Mark K Show. David joins us from Ponte Vedra. Claudia in St. Augustine. This is the Mark K Show. What is going on with the Mark K Show? Been listening to it and it's been repeat for like four days now. You know, I'm back today live and I appreciate everyone who missed it. I'm a little shocked too because... Uh, you know, because I said to uh, the boss, I said, look, I'm going to leave for a couple days. What do you want to do? He goes, I was run old shows. And I said, do you think anyone will notice? He goes, nah. <laughs> but, uh, but clearly the opposite is true. So thank you so much for your uh, your kind words and your angry tweets. I'm back today after a, uh, a fantastic Easter vacation in our nation's capital, which was, you know, it was it was actually warmer than it had been. The cherry blossoms were out in bloom uh, and there were no actual lawmakers in town. So it was a lovely, it was a lovely, lovely, um, lovely, lovely time. Also, uh, at the National Archives, I didn't get somebody asked me if I got one of those fake Declaration of Independence things that Nicolas Cage got in the movie that looks like the real one. And I did not. But I did purchase a flat with the Constitution, you know, kind of imprinted on it. Because that's what they do in the gift shop. Like, they'll take the Constitution and they'll just, they'll put it on anything. They put it on bumper stickers, they put it on pens, they put it on fridge magnets, they put it on T-shirts, and they put it on hip flasks. And I thought to myself, I want to be hip. Uh, So I bought the hip flask with the Constitution on it. Found out later, that's not the kind of hip they were talking about. Um, But it's okay, because now every time I go to take a drink of, of whatever's inside... I'll remember all of our freedoms and our rights. Uh, I should have them memorized really in no time. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But, uh, but, you know, thanks again. Uh, thanks again for allowing me to, to go spend some time with my family. I'm back, though, and I'll tell you what. One thing that I should notice, and this didn't happen in Washington. This actually happened in Rome. And it was, uh, it was regarding the Pope. The Pope, Pope Francis, Pontifex, if you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, he declared, by the way, just before Easter, which is weird timing, he declared that there is no hell. That hell that we all thought was there as Catholics, because I'm a Catholic and you know you're always taught from day one. There's heaven and then there's hell. And if you don't go to heaven, guess where you end up? So, uh, you know, the, uh, he's sitting there and he's telling some guy who's writing an article or whatever, he's, or some guy overhears him talking about how there is really no hell. He said, there's no hell. There's a heaven. And if you don't go to heaven, uh, then your soul just basically disappears. But there's no there's no eternal damnation. And this is a really big deal. You know, I tried to explain to people who aren't Catholics why this is such a big deal. Uh, but this is a big deal because, the you know, that and the Catholic uh, Church don't think they weren't scrambling. You know, they were, they were like they were freaking out like the White House press office every time Donald Trump sends a tweet. They were trying to reclassify the Pope's comments and make it seem like less of this massive hailstorm of, 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 you know, of basically crapola than it actually was. But it's a huge deal because when you take away hell from the equation, 
for Catholics. You basically take away accountability for sin. All right. You, you take away. Hell. If you say to Catholics, hey, Catholics, no more hell. Go about your business. You've now taken away accountability for sin. It's like taking away the Constitution or taking away the prison system or legalizing marijuana. It's like any of those things. You just take away accountability and it becomes a free for all because because there's always the threat as a Catholic of hell and eternal damnation where the soul will just burn for all eternity. And it's, you know, there'll be blisters on your skin and it's just there's pain and there's wailing and there's eternal thorns in your side. And they, they stick things in your eye and, you know, you got to smell really bad cologne and it's just awful for eternity. But when you take that away, I mean, really, there's no reason not to sit. There's no reason not to do it. You know, everything becomes fine. All the adultery, impropriety, pornography, all the ease, you know, they're all they're all okay now because you don't want don't look at pornography. Why not? Well, because you're going to go to hell. There's no hell. Well, just, just don't do it anyway. You know, it's a tougher sell at that point. All the seven deadly sins, lust, greed, gluttony. Uh, those are really the only three that I practice. Uh, remember. Jealousy, that's another one. All the deadly sins, no longer deadly because it doesn't kill the soul. You don't go to hell. You either go to heaven or you just disappear. So really, there's no real, there's no negative connotation except you're maybe missing out on paradise. Uh, you know, all the, all the stuff goes out the window. Look, you can't expect people to obey the laws. And this is the big problem that the Catholic Church had with the Pope's comments. You can't expect people to obey the law if those people don't believe there will be negative consequences for breaking the law. And this is there's prime examples like and I always bring up two big examples of this in, the, in this country. Number one is the speed limit. Try driving 70 miles an hour on I-95. You're going to get run off the road because people don't believe that there are negative consequences for speeding. They don't believe the government can catch them. They don't believe the government cares. And if they do catch them, it's 150 bucks. BFD. We'll move. We'll just move along. All right. We don't even care anymore. That's number one. Number two is immigration. Because people illegally immigrate to this country because they don't believe there will be consequences for their action. They they will continue to act without fear. They will come across the border. They will set up shop and they will do it in mass numbers because they don't believe there's a hell. They don't believe that the government's going to send them back to where they were. They don't believe that they're going to be incarcerated. They don't believe that they're going to be turned down. They don't believe that when they get here, when they cross all these miles and miles of, of, of wasteland and Mexico and desert and whatever else they have. I don't know. I just there's like bandito shooting and pew, pew, I don't know. I don't even never been. So I don't know. There's like, you know, there's like a uh, what do you there's a. Uh, I know that there's a uh, Uncle Julio's or whatever, but you get to the Mexican border of the United States of America. And if there's a big giant wall there and you can't even get across, well, you're going to think twice before you make the trip. But there, I, I mean, basically, the United States immigration laws are like what the Pope said. There's no hell. There's 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 zero repercussion for coming in and, and sinning against the United States border, basically. And right now we have an entire caravan, a caravan of 1,500 people. Mexico supposedly is breaking them up, supposedly. 
We'll, we'll, we'll know in a couple days. But there's a huge caravan of 1,500 people coming all the way from Honduras, through Guatemala, through Mexico, not only not only without any repercussions, but aided by the Mexican people. And their goal is to get to the United States of America. And they're making a big deal about it. They even they even set a list of demands. They demanded that the president allow them into the United States to find jobs and allow them to stay there legally. And these are people who haven't even gotten here yet. I mean, talk about a talk about audacity. You have to talk. This isn't this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Fifteen hundred people coming toward the country. And before they even get here, they say, oh, we're coming and we're getting in and you're going to give us all this stuff. And they're, they they have the audacity because basically no one's ever told them there's a hell. No one's ever said if you cross illegally. And in fact, they call it the promised land. They tell them that there's a dream of a better life. They tell them that everything's going to be great. There's never been a consequence. And that's one of the reasons why the Catholic Church was so up in arms, because they don't want Catholics running rampant. You know, why do I have to tie it to the church? So but so I don't go to hell. Ha ha. There's no hell. I'm keeping all my money and I'm going to go gamble and I'm not going to feel bad because gambling is no longer a sin. And this is the same thing we see with immigration. This March, by the way, uh, speaking of repercussions, Donald Trump, not like the other popes who came before him, the border popes who came before him. Barack Obama was like Pope Francis. He said, "Ah, you know what? Come on over. We'll open up the border. You come on in. We'll give you some schools. You get some jobs. No one's going to be sent back. We're even going to tell the guards to stand down. There is no hell when you're Barack Obama. Same thing, really, with every president over the last, I'd say, 25 years. There's never been anyone out there pointing out that there are consequences for breaking the law when it comes to the border, when it comes to American immigration. But now Donald Trump is different. He's saying, hey, we are going to ship you back. And he's doing it. He's sending ICE agents into the countryside. Californians are so upset with ICE agents because they shut them out of the cities. Get this. They shut them out of the cities. They said, you can't come into San Francisco and arrest anybody. You can't come into L.A. and arrest anybody. So the ICE agent said, OK, no problem. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go out into the country. And we're going to go out to where you don't have jurisdiction. We're going to go out to the farms where they work anyway. And we're going to arrest them there. And you know what happens? It, when you go to arrest somebody in Los Angeles or San Francisco or any of these other sanctuary cities, you go in and you arrest that one person. But when you're an ICE agent and you're forced to track down an illegal immigrant driving in a pickup truck on his way to work, guess what? He's in a pickup truck with several other illegal immigrants. So now instead of making one arrest, you've actually made six, seven, eight, nine or ten. And the ICE agents are saying we're actually arresting more people because the sanctuary cities won't allow us to do what we need to do inside the city. And in, in basically what's happening is you're going to see more deportations as a result of the sanctuary status that these, these cities have put on themselves. So the ICE agents are going into California. They're arresting more people. There's, you know, looking to build a wall. And now Donald Trump is going after the countries themselves, telling Honduras and Mexico, we'll cancel NAFTA and all that humanitarian aid we send to your country. We're going to stop sending it because there's no reason for us to keep sending you money if you're going to send us refugees that break our laws willingly. Willingly. And Donald Trump and this White House and this administration are looking at the uh, at the refugees. They're looking at the immigrants. They're looking at Honduras. They're looking at Mexico. And they're saying, oh, don't believe the Pope. There is a hell. 
340-1045. is the number. Send me an open mic message. This is the Mark K Show. Quick break. We'll be right back on News 1045 WOKV. Whether you're at work or on the go, listen live everywhere you go with the News 104.5 WOKV app. Okay. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Worried about Mark K today and yesterday. Repeat, repeat. Where are you, Mark K? Here I am. I found me. It was like an Easter egg hunt. And that's not a ball joke, although I do kind of look like a... But my head does kind of look like a... Like, like an Easter egg. Uh, let's go, go to the phone. 340-1045 is the number. 340-1045. And I'm only saying that over and over again because I evidently need to learn it myself. This is Thomas in Palatka. Thomas, thanks for calling. What's up? Mark, love your show. you got a great sense of humor. Oh, I appreciate that. Got one question, and uh-huh. it seems to involve so many situations, but why in the world is a travel ban or a sanctuary city, or soon to be the wall, a constitutional issue. Well, let me check my hip flask with the Constitution <laughs> written on it. Oh, let me say, uh, I'm sorry, why is it a constitutional I don't know that it, I mean, who's making it a, you feel like it's a constitutional issue? Why, the travel ban or the it, wall? It's, or? Not, it's not that I feel. It's every time I hear the liberals want to fight anything Trump does, they want to make it a constitutional issue. Yeah. When he, when he came up with the Muslim country travel ban, they wanted to fight it in court as a constitutional issue. Right. But sanctuary cities, they wanted to fight it as a constitutional issue. But Correct. we're talking about non-U.S. citizens. Yeah, uh, there, that is 100% true. And that's one of the, you know, and that's one of the reasons why they don't get a lot of, they don't get a lot of luck. The only judges that side on their side are the ones that they put into office. Uh, you know, but when it comes to the Constitution, and I read it just a couple of days ago, I was just inches away from it, and I checked, and uh, it didn't say anything in there at all about uh, not building a wall, uh, you know, or or not giving the president power. In fact, the president had powers that weren't listed listed in the Constitution, and there were also powers granted to Congress and the Senate to create laws that the forefathers knew they would never be able to create because the times would change and America would grow and technology would become bigger and stronger and there would be new threats from new evils that they could not even for the life of them foresee uh you know even benjamin franklin who had really uh, strong glasses um, so all these things were left up to uh up to interpretation and left for the united states uh you know not the forefathers but those of us who came after to create you know and 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 govern by and that's exactly what's happening. But yeah, nothing, nothing at all about protecting the United States is unconstitutional. In fact, not protecting the United States would probably be more unconstitutional. Anyway, let me take a couple more drinks and uh, read a little deeper out of my flask, and uh, and I'll get you a full report uh, in the morning. This is the Mark K Show. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. We'll be back tomorrow live, brand new episode. Don't be freaking out. Brand new episode live right here at 11 a.m. If you missed anything or if you want to hear it all again, or if you heard something, you're like, oh, my God, did he just say that? And you want to double check, download our podcast. It's available at uh, WOKV.com on the Google Play Store or, of course, iTunes. Stay tuned. The news and Rush Limbaugh are next on News 104.5 WOKV.